there. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host, Daniel Stombaugh, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We are going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ, that is who we are in him and who we are to him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. episode number 30, podcast number 30, and we're actually in day 30 of the book Solomon's Song. And if you're not familiar with Solomon's Song, if you're brand new to the podcast, first of all, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you'd like to catch any of the ones leading up to this, and I invite you to, um, you can find these all on iTunes under Daniel Stombaugh, Lakeside, or you can go to Podbean, of course, and, and pick these up there. But we're going through this book of Solomon's Song. It's, the, um, it's a devotional that's written in part from the Song of Solomon. And we're just jumping right into chapter number three and verse number three here. And if you've been with us up to this point, um, what you've joined us in seeing is that this dynamic of relationship between the king and the shepherd girl, this bride that he has taken, and how it's been transformational. He brought her to the palace and she was broken. Um, her self-esteem was gone. And, and how she felt herself, how she viewed herself, in light of what the king told her about herself, is a dramatic picture of you and I when we truly meet God. We don't come to God and just jump right in sometimes. We come to God and it's this process of him going through our mind, going through our will and our emotions, and wound by wound, uh, based upon past experiences, he restores that. You know, David said, he restores my soul. My soul is my mind, my will, and my emotions. And as the shepherd psalm, you know, he talked about, he said, he leads me beside still water, he restoreth my soul. And there's this restoring process that takes place. Uh, God is not about um, just bringing us and saying, okay, now that I've saved you, just jump right in and be royalty. Because God knows that that's not how we operate. There's a restoration that needs to happen. And so we see this dramatically pictured in in the story of the shepherd girl and the king in the Song of Solomon. So verse number three of chapter chapter three is where we're at right now. And to set the stage up to this point, if you remember, um, she was in bed and she woke up in the middle of the night looking for the king. She was longing for him and she went looking for the king and she was trying to find him. You know, she went down these city streets and these alleyways and these byways looking and she was asking people to help her find the king. And, you know, when somebody is looking for God, when they're looking for him, sometimes they don't even, we don't even know his name. You know, for many people that are that have found a relationship with Christ, they didn't start out saying, I want to find Jehovah. I want to find Yeshua. I, do. I want to find God. I mean, they, they don't start out saying that. Instead, they go out and say, I want to be happy. You know, I want to find something that satisfies my soul. And they'll go from empty well to empty well, from relationship to relationship, to job to job, to whatever it is necessary in order to try to find themselves. And really what they're doing is they're looking for that completion in their spirit. They're looking for that connectivity with God. The King of Kings, and so uh, our journeys lead us there. And some people find God um, from jail. Some people find God in uh, in a heartache, in a in a desperation place of desperation. Some people find God in the loss of a loved one, or the loss of a job, or 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 a loss in their life. And some people find God just simply from church. <laughs> they're they're looking for Him, and they go through a lifetime of church. That was my story. I found God out of religion. I was torn up and beaten up in religion and I finally found him when I did it was just like this girl and when she finds the king she's going to say I found him whom my soul loved and I will never let him go and that's what I felt like when I found God finally but there's that search and the search can be painful you know so she's looking for the king and she's running about the streets and she runs into some people that by all rights and titles should have known where the king was 
You know, so often when we look for the king, we look for God, what we find ourselves doing is attaching ourselves to people. We look to people because people have a title or people may have a knowledge of something we don't have. So we look to them and if we're not careful, what we do is we make that person our God. We make that person our source. Understand if you, if you get help from somebody, if you get help from this podcast or from the book, Solomon's Song, if you get help from this in your relationship with Christ, what that is proving is that I'm being a conduit of the source. You know, the people you listen to that feed into your life and they feed into your spirit and man, they just enrich you and that's awesome. If, you're, if you have those people in your life, you are blessed, but they are not your source. Your source is God. If anything, the people in your life that nurture you and help to steer you uh, towards God, those people are simply conduits of God's love. They're conduits of God's grace for you. So Song of Solomon chapter 3 and verse number 3, uh, we're going to just jump right in there. It says, The watchmen that go about the city found me, to whom I said, Saw ye him whom my soul loveth. I mean, she went to him and she says, listen, I, have you seen the person that I love? She went to the people who uh, by all rights should have known where to find him. And the, her search led her to people who by title should have known where to find him. The watchmen were the people that would walk the walls at night of the city. And they're, of course, they're looking out to see who's, uh, what all is going on in the kingdom. They can see great distances from the height that they're at. And these people were in tune with the king's movements. They had to be. It's like the Secret Service when the president moves. It's the eagle has landed. You know, <laughs> you know they have all the terms. You know, and uh, and they will use those codes because they're constantly aware of where the president's going at all times and and clearing the way, and making sure that he's safe. And so the watchmen would have been that way. They would have had that position. And understand this: that not everyone in the kingdom was interested in the people the king valued. And the bride is soon going to discover just how true this is. And you and I, as we go through life, we find ourselves in positions where we get wounded. You know, we get hurt by people. And understand that not everyone in the kingdom is interested in the people that the king values. Not everyone in the kingdom is interested in you finding the king. And the first thing that we want to do when we're searching for the king is to go to another person for help. And that's just natural, man. I I need help. If if my water heater breaks, I just recently fixed a part on my car. And I was so proud of myself because I'm not mechanically inclined. But when this part broke, um, I looked it up on YouTube and said, how do I fix this? (laughs) It was a thermostat in my truck, in my Ford Ranger. I was like, man, how do I fix this? And so I looked on YouTube and I saw what they did. It was a tutorial, like how to do this step by step. And so I I got that tutorial. I watched it a couple times, saved it to my phone. you know, went to O'Reilly. That felt so important, asking for the parts I needed. And then even stopping to ask for the extra little grease, little packet, you know, and all little things that go with it. Just like I knew exactly what I was doing. I'd never done that before. In fact, I've always looked at the car. When our car breaks down, I open the hood and just look in the hood and just pretend, you know, I start cleaning off the engine parts, you know, pretending like I know what I'm doing. I have no clue. Uh, But this case I did, I was ready. I got the sockets and the tools, even got a ratchet, a socket extender. I was just like, man, I got this. And I got to the house, brought all my tools out. And, uh, you know, I could just see everyone through the window watching, you know, his dad is working in the truck, you know, does he know what he's doing? (laughs) This is this the man? Is this the same? man that uh, that just stares into the hood he's got tools this time something's gonna happen there's magic jerry you know i opened up the hood and i started working i replaced that that thermostat and i was so proud of myself man i was like i was like who the man you know because i did this and so often when our search for things to learn the first thing we do is go to another person for help and the very first thing we do we do when we're looking for god is to go to another person for help and this is not always the best route to take Because while God uses people to speak to us, listen carefully, not everyone is looking to be used by the king 
for his purpose. You know, while, while, while we go, while God uses people to speak to us, not everyone is looking to be used by the king for his purpose. Don't confuse any one person, thing, or event with the source that you're seeking. No matter how much they are of a help to you in your search, they will never, ever, ever be your source. Man, in all you're getting, man, as you're trying to learn God, as you're trying to study God, and this is if you're new, to, and if you're a new Christian, you're listening to this. Let me just say, uh, you are on the right of your life, and it's awesome to me. And this is going, you're going to see some things with God as you grow in your faith. You're going to see some things that He is going to rock your world with some stuff to see how big God is. It's going to be powerful for you, and I'm excited. And those of you who've been saved, and you're you're a Christian, you've been on you've been on this journey for quite a while. You know exactly what I'm saying is that God will show up and show out in some phenomenal ways for you. And it's going to rock your socks. It's going to blow your barn doors off. It's going to make you uh, just ecstatic when you think about all the things that God is doing in your life. But understand that no one person, because God's going to bring people into your life. He'll bring circumstances. You'll find a church. You'll find these bodies to be part of. You'll find all of these things going on, and they're great, and they're phenomenal. And you're going to grow in that. And then God's going to use those things to grow. But do not, in your search, do not confuse confuse any person, place, thing, or an event with the source that you're seeking. Do not. No matter, matter how much help they may be to you in your search, they will never be your source. Let me ask you a question as you're listening. What is, who has God allowed to help you in your search? You know, who, I just want you to think of some people that God has brought into your life. He's crossed your path, maybe through work or other avenues and relationships God has brought into your life and they've all steered you towards God. They've strengthened you. They've pushed you, caused you to grow in your faith and they've opened your, your eyes of understanding to some things and some aspects of God. Um, who are they? I want you to think of their names really quickly. He's going to bring people into your life and as powerful as those people are and as loved as those people are and how valuable they are to you, they're not your source. They will never be your source. God is our source. And I think it's so awesome to me that God loves us that much. That he says, I love you and I'm going to share you with someone else <laughs> in your learning process. Like, I'm going to allow people in your life. I'm going to allow them to have some of your attention. I'm going to allow them to whet your appetite and cause you to grow. But understand this, that I want to be your source. That's what God said. I want to be your source. And you know, the day that I met God, I had to look back at all the people that God used in my life. Uh, the people that were a hindrance in my search. Man, there was people in my life that were a, uh, an asset to me. Man, they helped me. They caused me to grow. They pushed me and they, and they strengthened me. And they, they asked me these questions that would cause my understanding to fall apart. You know, my framework of, of mindset to fall apart or shake it, you know. But God used those people to help me. But there's also people in my life that God is, that have been a hindrance in my search. And looking back, I'm looking at those people now and I say, wow, I had no clue at the time because I thought we were in the same, I thought our actions were congruent. I thought we were just flowing together looking for God, but ultimately you were there to hinder me. Now let me ask you, in those people, who, who is it that God showed you that has been a hindrance to you in your search? You look back in your life and say, wow, this person really tried to get in the way of me learning something about God in this, in this light. God, this person uh, came in my life to try to push me away from God, it actually pushed my understanding of God into a farther and deeper recess than what it was. Maybe somebody came and presented God to you in such a way that put bondage upon you. I call it um, I call it fog machine, right? Fog. 
fear, obligation, and guilt. I grew up in a in a denominational church, and they were very much against having like the lights and the, and the sound and the band and all that stuff. And big thing was the fog machine. We don't need a fog machine to sail, God. You know to say, but they had their own fog machine. It was fear, obligation, and guilt. And God was presented to me out of an aspect of fear. God was presented to me. His nature was presented to me out of fear and or obligation. Man, you love God. You love God because he first loved you. You owe him like the Godfather. I'm going to give you an offer. You know, you owe God this love. You owe him something from yourself. And I live in that obligation, that mindset of obligation from God. But it's fear, obligation, and guilt. Man, since Jesus did this for you, shouldn't you? Dot, 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 dot. You know, fill in the blank with whatever he wants you to do. But it was that hindrance. It, it hindered me in my search from when I understood God, when I finally met him. Him, when I understood his heart for me, man, when he began to open the Song of Solomon to me and help me understand his heart and my value to him, man, I look back at those people that were a, a hindrance to me and look back at those people that were helped to me. And I said, man, there was at times where I looked at both of these groups of people as my source. And while I had them as my source, I was completely lost. I was completely searching for the king. The qualities that stand out as identifiers for each one of those are powerful. And we're going to, you know, next, next week, we're going to really jump into, or next podcast, we're going to really jump into uh, uh, how you can identify both of those. So I encourage you to, to tune in next week uh, to day number, or to week number, um, episode episode number 31, and we're going to just really jump into that. But I want to encourage you, as you go through go through your life, look back at the people God has put in your life, man. Thank, thank you for that. Man, if God puts them on your heart, call them up. Call them up. Send them a text. There's people that I constantly, um, God will put on my heart. I'll send them a text. Hey, I just want to appreciate you for feeding into my life. Thank you for conduiting God's grace for me. Thank you for helping me understand this part of God. Thank you for helping me understand this part of his nature. And, and it's good to have those people. And as much as I love them and value them, they are not and never will be my source. I love it when Paul became a Christian. Um, God changed Saul's name to Paul, right? He became a Christian. And, they, and he came at and he was teaching and people were asking him, who did you hear this from? Who taught you? He said, nobody taught me this stuff. Man, nobody taught me. I learned this from God. Like God's spirit taught me. And you have, you have truth. If you have Christ in your heart, you have truth. Truth is not a teaching. It is a person. It is the person of Jesus Christ. You have him. You have the Holy Spirit of God inside of you. He dwells in you. Uh, Colossians said you are complete in him because he is in you. And so when you have that truth in you, you ask him. The primary One of the primary functions of the Holy Spirit is to lead us into all truth. And so if you want to know something, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Say, would you teach me about this? Would you teach me about love? Would you teach me about grace? I'm telling you, the day changed for me when I asked the Holy Spirit to teach me about God. God's love for me. And he's directing me back to the Song of Solomon. He said, read this book. And I began to read it. He said, well, look, let me help you understand some things. Let me help you ask the right kind of questions of me. And as I begin to get into this book and study this book, what I begin to see is all of these analogies pop up in ways I had never seen before. And I walked away from that a changed person. Changed. My core was changed. My identity was strong in Christ. Man, that's awesome. I love it. When Paul, who taught you these things? No man taught me these things. The Spirit taught me these things. And if the, the God is not a respecter of persons, if he'll teach the Apostle Paul, he'll teach me. If he'll teach the Apostle Paul, he will teach you. If he'll teach another Christian, he will teach you and he'll teach me as well. And it's our job. And it's, we have not because we ask not. So I encourage you today, take some time, pick out something. What is something you want to know about? Ask the Holy Spirit, teach me about this. I don't care what it is. If it's just trees or, or, or dogs or cats, just teach me. Holy Spirit, would you teach me? Get into the habit of asking the Holy Spirit to be your source. You're choosing him over every other option that makes sense. And that is faith. 
Faith is choosing God over every other option that seems to make sense. I mean, I'm glad you listened to the podcast. If you've read the book, I'm glad you do. If you've not yet read Solomon's Song, it's everything we've been talking about. You can find it on danielstombaugh.com. I invite you to go and check out the website. Check out the book. I invite you to get it, man. Get it. Study along with us as we get go through this uh, these uh, podcasts together. But no matter what, there's a source that is not to be confused with. There is a source, and your source is God. He is the Holy Spirit. You ask him to lead you into all truth. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with me today. If you're just first join, joining us, uh, this is your first time to listen. Thank you. You honor me by doing that. Um, if you've been with me since day number one, that's awesome. And I'm glad you're here. Can't wait to jump into next episode. Next episode uh, is episode number 31. And the title is I Finally Found Someone. And I'm excited about this one. This is an awesome, awesome way. So thank you so much for being here. Hope you have a fantastic day today. Make sure you give away your smile. Your smile is your source. And people in the world are hungry right now more than ever. God bless you, and I'll see you next time.